Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Crash Couch, your uh, home for all things The Expanse, where you come to get your insider information or just the opinions of people who are very opinionated. I'm Ian, and with me today we have Sir Joe. Hello, Joe. Hi, it's Joe Welch from the Sci-Fi Podcast. Yes, I'm putting in another uh, appearance at the Crash Couch because I love it so much. Oh, Thanks, so guys. Here. Yes. Awesome. And we also have Laura. What's up? What's up? It's me, Laura, from the internet. You know, oh, shouting loudly. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's better uh, to be from the internet than Minnesota. Well, uh, oh. bad news. <laughs> <laughs> bad news, yeah. I got the bad uh the bad straw? That's not the right that's not the right phrase. The bad straw? The short straw. Nope. I'm sticking with it. Man, this straw is so bad. <laughs> uh I mean right, I cool. also so I think am the live tweeter now, so I have like true. one thing to append to. My That's true. No, nobody knows who I am. I'm just Ian. I'm like, the, hey, I'm, I'm Ian. I got three kids, uh, and I like watching the show. Yeah, but Ian, don't you have like a beard or something? Like, yes, that, that's I have a, a beard. That's the freshly per- trimmed. That's your persona, man. That's your public image. It's so important nowadays. It's Come on, you're, yeah, you guys are younger <laughs> than me, so you guys are all keen on this internet thing. I think it's just it's a passing fad myself, but I'm an old bastard, a, a person. So okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh, yeah. All right. Well, I think... Got I think first um, bad word. Well, bastard's like PG, I bad feel like. Yeah. You know, I feel like you can say it like 12 times until we become PG-13 or whatever. Oh, however yeah. that rule works, you know? Until the kids are corrupted. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, let's let's dive right into this. Let's talk about... We're, we're covering episodes 9 and 10 today. Uh, both, I think, exceptional episodes, which shouldn't come as a surprise because every single episode, I'm like, wow, that was exceptional. Yeah. Um, so so let's talk about episode nine. I'm looking up the title of it right now. Yeah, wait, I wait, have the title. wait, 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 Joe. Yep, yeah, uh, I do. It's called Intransient. Uh, it's uh, okay. Yeah, it's uh, written by oh, actually directed by David Grossman and uh, written by Hailey Lambert. But we before we discuss the episode, where's Chris McGuffin? Do, Who do knows? Guys, do you guys think it's I don't kind of, know. Hey, listen. So we have, you know, Joe Miller shows back up in the show and Chris McGuffin disappears. You think that's, you know, is something up with that? Is it a coincidence? He's too, is he like too emotionally overwhelmed that his favorite character's back that he's afraid he'll break down crying? I know. He's probably, we'll wearing, his, about it. Uh, he's probably hey. wearing his hat all over right now in West Virginia. Love you, oh, Chris. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rocking that fedora. Absolutely. I actually have my, my, uh, fedora that i got from season one when they were giving them out oh nice it's awesome. one or two yeah it's just sitting in my car I but think, you can't really tell that it's the expanse one unless you flip it over so it's just a fedora in my car <laughs> it might be the like only this. fedora i would own i'm just oh, not a fedora guy it's definitely you know? the only fedora i own <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but I don't like, regret Chris it. Got, Chris has, has got, I think he's got a collection. He's oh, a yeah. He's a door guy. Because he's a fancy boy. <laughs> oh, he's God. a fancy boy. <laughs> All right. So uh, episode nine, Intransient. Yes. Uh, um, 
Do you have the uh, synopsis? If not, I'll find it. Uh, oh, I do. If you want to listen to my Canadian accent and my slight speech impediment, I can actually read it for you off of Wikipedia. Do so, it. Okay. Okay. Wait, I, I got to warm up, man. So I'm on the spot. It's been a long day. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Uh, lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. Okay. I think I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> So this might actually take maybe uh, a minute to read. This is like, I don't know, it's like 10 sentences. Uh, so, episode 9, Intransient. The missile has stopped and redirected by the ring, but the Rosiante is unable to communicate or access any weapons. A Martian ship follows them inside. A probe touches the edge of the ring and vanishes. Cohen, the cameraman, admits his sabotage in the ship but says he only wanted information and never met the person who contacted uh, him to do this. Amos sends him and Monica out of the ship to be picked up by the Martians to explain Hoden's innocence. Unable to repair the ship without Naomi, Hoden believes their only option is to surrender to the Martians. Boo, boo. Sorry, that's not written there. Uh, <laughs> uh, on the behemoth, Ashford's talk with Naomi makes her realize her heart is still with the Rianciante. Drummer rallies the Belgers to the to enter the <laughs> ring, but lets Naomi takes a shuttle back to her old crew once inside. Flashbacks reveal Maba is the daughter of Pierre Mao, who could never get his approval as he preferred Julie. Uh, that bad, bad person. Uh, Melba <laughs> intends to destroy Holden for her father. Earth civilians are evacuated away from the ring, but Anna is able to stay. Lucky girl. Miller has Hoden investigate the center of the ring. Hoden, Hoden detaches himself from the ship and goes towards a structure in the center of the ring. There you go, man. Right from Wikipedia. Must go. be true. Must be true. Okay, can I go um, now? No. Okay, go on. <laughs> this, this episode was so fast-paced. Like, I just mm. finished book three. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. And this episode was like half of book three. Like... There's there, yeah. there's so many little politics and there's just there's a lot of little details that are great in the book and not necessarily like they did not need to flesh them out in the show and I'm glad they didn't and I'm glad yeah. that's the direction they're taking the show but I was like I was getting to the end of it and I was like oh dude I have really got to finish this book because I don't know if it's gonna pass where I'm at like <laughs> yeah it's just well cruising. I figured it would keep up with the way season one and two did where uh, yeah. like it went like halfway into the book one for season one and then like finished it and then went like halfway through book two and ended season two but now they just like finished finished book two and then are like leaping straight through book three (laughs) so fast it's going so fast but it's cool i like it i mean a lot of it yeah it was explaining a lot of details about the ring and stuff so i guess a lot of that is a a lot more apparent on screen right you don't have to go into all the detail explaining what's happening when you can see that um some some weird stuff is happening i'm trying not to swear when the boss is gone but it's really tempting (laughs) 
yeah. <laughs> you, you know, it's it's like Space Odyssey 2001 meets the Lord of the Rings. That's where I'm at right now with yeah. the ring and with the space. You have Hoden going on this really like lonely spacewalk with uh, this, you know, Miller guy in his head. Uh, you know, all we need is Miller is Samwise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And they're going to Mordor, otherwise known as that thing they're heading towards, <laughs> made yeah. by the Protocol oh, yeah. Miracle. It's not, it's not Mount Doom. It's just like Doom Ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's precious. Yeah. So I'm trying uh, to think what the ring is. <laughs> I'm trying to keep going with this, this whole metaphor. No, I'm no, not we're done. Stopping with... it now. No, we're stopping Damn it now. It. We're stopping it now. Yeah. Joe ended it with, with, uh, with a great. There. Um, yeah, we, we need an engineer. Okay, we need an engineer for this to work out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's go. Let's go ship by ship here. Let's go. Let's start with the Rossinante and how we feel about everyone that's on board there during this episode. <laughs> I loved Alex. I like of, him. I like him too. He's so scared. I know. I liked him uh, checking in on everybody. I liked yeah. him checking in on Holden. Oh, and, that part uh, was so funny. Yeah. Just tapping on the door, saying, hey, how that. are you? And just getting the door slammed in his face. And you just hear Holden behind it. Miller! Oh, that part, I just laugh out loud a little bit. Yeah, he's just exercising his free will. No biggie. <laughs> exactly. That's not <laughs> ominous at all. <laughs> oh, and then he just immediately, like gets sent into this whole thing with Amos, you know, trying to space the journalists, apparently. I mean, yeah. he gave them back suits, which was very nice of yeah, him. Yeah, so. but, but to be fair, who doesn't want to space journalists occasionally, you know? So, and I actually went to J school, so there, there you go. Okay. I love the scene of Amos connecting the dots, you know, the drones floating right next to him. Yeah. And you just see him like, oh, this mother effort, and just yeah. yeah, that part was so good. He just knew. And, yeah. And so good. Something Amos uh, picked up before I did, too. So I did not connect all those dots <laughs> until, like, he said some of it, too. Like, he was talking about the hand motions. Because I saw the, like, the stuff that they had tattooed yeah. or, like, painted on his arms yeah. to help control the drones. And it, I didn't paint the dot or connect the dots at all. Until Amos was like, he's blind, <laughs> so I'm sending Monica with him. I was like, oh, uh, oh, how nice of him. Yes. She's like, she's like the seeing eye dog. <laughs> oh God, uh, Monica deserves more than that. Okay, she's she, that's she, true. Yeah, I like she, her character. Yeah, she's kind of like yeah, a war journalist in a very difficult situation, just trying to you know make a living. As soon oh, yeah. as I said that, I regretted saying it. I was like, oh, no, she's nice, though. She's cool. Yeah, yeah. I do. I like her character a lot more in the show than I do in the book. She's, she's, I do. She's, they make her more hateable in the book. But in the show, I mean, she's she's clearly just a journalist and very clearly good at what she's doing. Um, yeah. Just trying to get a good story. And yeah. she's working it. She's working all the angles. And, uh, yeah, she's very uh, driven to get what she wants. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah, working all the angles. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, the they were both. They were both working the Amos angle. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, this is very much so. And Amos is not. Amos is not having it. 
I don't. It seems it seems like Amos was like, you know, I wouldn't mind, but also I'm not having it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think he, he sees that would not be good. <laughs> He's a little more uh, clear-minded than he gets credit for. Okay. So, I think, it's, who else is on the Rocinante? Is that it? Do, yeah, it's just, the, it's just the four of them? That's crazy. Okay, um, so let's move on to the uh, uh, why can't it's not the Leviathan. What do they call it? The behemoth. Uh, behemoth. Behemoth. Yes. yes. It, it's pretty big, so. Yeah. <laughs> Both of those things are big things. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So uh, <laughs> let's, let's go to the behemoth and uh, let's talk about what's going on there. Hey, is it me? Was Naomi? Did she get some ink? Is yes. it these these tattoos new? Right on her chest and her neck. Yep. Yeah, I feel like the neck's not new. No. The neck, I feel like, was there. Let's go yeah, the neck, neck was there. But the, yeah, the chest, I feel like, is newer. I, I notice these things on women, so it's like, yeah, there's like a full chest tattoo. Okay, yeah, that might be new. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, uh, oh along yeah. With, <laughs> along with what's his face, the stupid punk whose name I can't ever remember with half of his face. Tattoo. Oh right, Diogo. Oh, oh, Diogo. Yes. Who could forget that? Yeah, absolutely. I, his character I actually quite enjoy. He's getting better. Like there's actually an actress character from being a young punk kid to now being in like a, a junior officer and training for the the Belter uh, Navy. That's amazing. Yeah. Now being a, a now being a junior officer punk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say a much bigger punk kid. Yeah. With more responsibility. He's still kind of a yeah. I feel like he's going to have an interesting story, though. Yeah, Kids w- uh, see some uh, trial by fire. Yeah, I want him to. He's still, yeah, uh, yeah. He's still raw. Yeah. I just want him to enter the, into like a romance arc. You know, he's going to fall in love and then something bad will <laughs> happen and they have to struggle and then they find each other in their arms. It, it's something like, it'd be a perfect romance story right there. I'm trying to and imagine. Then, I just don't what, see that happening. I'm just uh, trying to imagine what uh, what kind of person he would go for, or would go for him. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. See, so many potentials. All I'm picturing is uh, what's his face, Meneo, from the from the EK that flew through the wing, or the ring, the wing. Oh my God, <laughs> words. <laughs> but uh, who was basically doing a dance when he got to see girls' boobs? So. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I see very much that that was. Uh, hey, how about this? That's, yeah. that's what I'm imagining. So is it, well, <laughs> same sorry, situation. is that the same girl who uh, who was dating the guy who then went to the ring at high velocity and became bits and pieces? Yes. Uh, okay, just making sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have uh, Naomi. On this, and she's got a very, like, I know Laura, you tweeted about it earlier today, probably when you were rewatching episode nine, but the well, end of the episode where she's, I'm horrible with names, she's talking to the captain. Um, drummer. Yes, drummer. Uh, and it's just this, like, you could tell that they're just, like, friends for life. Yeah. And it was just, it's just so sad. I know. Yeah. Uh, well, I think drummer is kind of set up as well that's not trying to think this i was gonna say drummer was kind of set up into the role of sam from the books but she was the engineer Mm. so now that was taken over by naomi actually so right yeah yeah yeah, i really like the way they handled that though that they like 
if they were going to write her out that they had Naomi kind of go back. And so we could see her in that OPA role still Mm -hmm. and see why she left. Yeah. I liked her uh, talking with Ashford too Mm -hmm. about nostalgia and leaving for the wrong reasons. Right. And I think that was kind of the moment. Yeah. When she decided to leave, because even yeah. she said it, she's like, I came back for the wrong reasons. It was just nostalgic. Yeah. And I think it's a super relatable thing. Like, that's... Yeah. Like, how many times has, has anybody gone back to something they used to be a part of only to realize, oh, I've totally moved on. Like, yeah. this, this is a mistake to come back here. Yeah. Well, I think she's still very much into the cause of her people, but I think she thinks that she can do better... Or do more for yeah. them. She she's she's always going to be a belter, but she doesn't necessarily identify as OPA. Anymore. Yeah, she's doesn't kind of need that. that. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think her interaction with the inners has opened her world up, to so to speak. Right, she's more open minded, and she's she yeah. wants more than than life than this prov- you know, provincial type outlook on life. And she's yeah. she's yeah. you know she's she's grown as a person. Yeah. And, yeah. Of co- and of course, she has a love interest, so that could be part of it as well. Also, that could be. Yeah. Yes, uh, I know we've already touched on it, but I love her kind of dialect uh, when she's with the Belters again. Yes, um, and it's that it's that crazy. Like she's already got the English accent, which is whatever. And then she's back with the Belters, and it, it's from just appreciating her as an actress. Like, yeah, is awesome. Like, and it's such a weird dialect. Uh, yeah, that. I find oh. super fascinating. And so to hear that with the English accent also, it's like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, this, this, <laughs> God. This series, you know, they do casting so well because they get these really interesting actors. They speak interesting, they look interesting, and, and they're so unique. And that's, I think, part mm-hmm. of the glue that holds the series together is the cast. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, it's not the tall white bald guy, which is me. It's all this stuff. <laughs> it's really oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and you can see that. I mean, it's off the stage too, so to speak. Like you can see how much of a family they are off the stage with this whole save the expanse thing. I know. Uh, and, and you know, and just to see them all together off the stage and on, and and on the I guess off the screen and on the screen to use more relevant terms, uh, it's just super cool, and it makes me appreciate the characters more. Um, so let's talk about Ashford and what we think yeah. about him. I think he's super sketchy, but kind of along what you were just saying too about the dialects since it's a big culture a big mishmash of mm-hmm. everyone i kind of like that you get to hear naomi's or dominique's i guess accent mashed with the the belter accent mm-hmm. and then you can hear ashford's like irish accent yeah <laughs> mashed with yeah. the belter it's super cool yeah, I, so yeah, I, I think he's I think he's hiding a lot, but well, I mean, I've, I've read the books, so right. I think Ashford is a complete and utter. Uh, well, I can't use that word. I want to use person. What? Uh, but and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes, uh, I think he. I, I like. It. I, I love the whole Irish thing. I like the fact that he looks really sketchy and mean, and his half his face is covered with a, with burn marks, and he's motivated, and he's playing the game. Uh, but he's doing it in such a way where he's very strategic and tactical. 
He's smart. Oh, yeah. He's very, very cunning. And what is his motivations? Well, we're going to, we're going to find out, aren't we? And, yeah, yeah, he's playing with the cards close to his chest. You know, he's, he's, yeah. he's patient. Uh, yeah. I'm interested to see how his character plays out on the show. Oh, yeah. Because they, like, I, again, I know what's coming, but, like, I, yeah. at the same time, I really have no idea what's coming. I know the general idea of what's coming, but they've handled yeah. things so differently in the show that I really don't know. Uh, and his character for me is a lot more likable than, um, at least yeah. to me, than he is in the books. And so I'm, I'm Agreed. really excited to see where they take him. Because I almost forgot or didn't make the connection between Book Ashford and TV Ashford on screen uh, like, right keep, away. Yeah, I, have to keep, uh, I have to keep reminding myself that that's who he is. Yeah, in the back of my mind, I was like, I just remember hating Book Ashford. And on the screen, I don't hate him. I'm like, I'm deeply distrustful. But I think he plays it really well because he's trying to kind of play the crowd, too, to get them to his side. And I mean, Drummer mentions it in the next episode, too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Let's talk about that, that, like, call to war at the end on the ship that was was like drummer just like what just was powerful i was just watching that like oh my gosh yes go like i was a belter watching it you know i was like yes i'm like at home punching the wall not really but like it was it was belters yes i was like yes yeah that's (laughs) not fear that's my power i need to start using that like in real life like, I'm not afraid. That's that's me being sharp. Sure. Yeah. That's that's my sharpness and my power. Not that I'm scared. Yeah. Uh, I, like so I love a very powerful scene, and also that Naomi was not it not not engaging at all. Yeah. Not not saying anything. Not rooting. Not stepping. Not stomping her foot. Nothing. Just watching. Yeah. Well, I think. Yeah, no, I mean, I was, absolutely, Yeah, for think, all of it. And I was like, I love you, Naomi, but how are you not super pumped right I mean, I know how you're not, but how are you not super pumped right now? Well, I think Naomi munches to her own drum, her own drum. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey! <laughs> oh, God. All right, so have we covered Have we covered the behemoth? Is that every everything? I think so. Uh, we we can touch briefly on the fact that they launched one missile and like broke the ship. So it is totally. It's like while it's a warship, it's totally not a warship. Uh, yeah, uh, it's just big and intimidating. Yeah, so they uh, just strapped a bunch of guns to like a big generation ship, which right, was supposed yeah, to be yeah. completely unarmed. It's like if they took a if they took a a, a carnival cruise ship and then just like put a big gun on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not like, going to work. There's nowhere for those guns to really anchor to. So you fire them and they just kind of, all that energy just breaks them off, right, basically. Exactly. Yeah, there's just not enough support for that. Yeah. yeah they need uh, a really good engineer, apparently. <laughs> if they only had hey. an engineer. If only. Uh, oh, man. All right, let's move on to the Agatha King. Show. Oh, no, yeah. we're not on the Agatha King anymore, are we? No, it's the Thomas Prince. Yes, it's not the king anymore, it's the prince. I, okay. Oh. Um, 
and I just made that connection too. Yeah, um, <laughs> did not notice that at all. Uh, so let's talk about Anna. I love her. I also love that in this episode, I love, well, I love seeing these two episodes together too, because in this episode you see, uh, you see Anna get to be kind of selfish and you see her trying to like scramble and blackmail, which seems very antithetical to her previous behavior and her as a person to stay on this ship so that she can see history basically just because she wants to. Staying staying for purely selfish reasons. Yeah. Absolutely. But she's showing courage at the same time when you contrast that with uh, the Roman Catholic priest who couldn't deal with it. So he fled with, with all the civilians. Oh my God. I know. Yeah. God is not with us out here. I was like, Ooh. Yeah. That's a crisis of faith. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. And I'm like, oh, your God just got smaller. Yeah. 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 Uh, So I I did love her on this episode um, to see her just be so excited um, and and almost like childlike, you know, like I really just want to like it feels good to be bad. You know, when she's talking to Tilly about like, can you do something for me? Yeah. Um, You know, to to try and get her. Uh, So let's 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 talk briefly about Tilly. How do we feel about her? Specifically, her casting choice, because I got something to say. Okay, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I wouldn't date a girl like Tilly, but that's just me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's not what uh, I pictured in my head. Okay. Not just at all. I'm... This is the first <laughs> casting choice that I disagree with. Oh, really? I wouldn't say I disagree with it. It was just not what I was picturing. But honestly, I can't even remember i would have to go to the books to see if they make any sort of physical or what kind of physical description they make of her right and i and that, just, could, that could be me uh because again it's fresh in my mind i just finished book three but i don't yeah. know that i actually read any physical traits about her other than i just pictured her a lot older yeah yeah you see that yeah because she mentioned in the show too that she was an aging debutante and right. i was like and uh, that was too i was like you're like you look like you're 32 yeah. No, but she's rich. She's probably That's forty something. Yeah. True, and who knows how far plastic surgeries come. Yeah. Uh, but and, you know, she mentions her mom, and she was, and so just to me, I was like, you just don't seem old, or like yeah. you don't. But I don't know. Uh, and oh, it, it, and there it, it, seemed it, to be some kind of awkward sexual tension between her and Anna, and I was like, and that just doesn't exist in the books. So I was just, it was weird. No, I think it's just it's painting uh, Tilly as just a uh, an. A party girl, right? And it's 30s and 40s. I'm sorry, guys. That's not old in my books. But uh, yeah, she's, she's a rich party girl. Yeah, I can, I can see I'm that. I'm almost 30, so uh, I mean, and that's, uh, so I know it's not I, old. I, I am my early f- mid 40s. Oh, but yeah, it's still, it's not old, but it's, yeah, it's just. I pictured her yeah. like, um, uh, do you watch Arrested Development? <laughs> yeah. I like pictured her like, Luc- no, like or, Lucille. No, I'm Lu- thinking, Luf. yeah. Same lady. That's. Yeah, that's that's how, that's kind of how I pictured Tilly, and so we get we get uh, show Tilly, and I'm like, what is this? I pictured her. I mean, I pictured her younger because she's still kind of, but I can see that because she was. I uh, pictured her cocktail in hand. Right. Constantly. Yeah. So again, that's that's probably just me miss missing something in the book and just picturing a yeah. little bit. Uh, 
Um, I, I'm okay being wrong. I don't, it just seemed like they left some blanks, which I mean is not bad. You can always fill that in. Hey, do you think she had a prior relationship with Anna? I think that might have happened back in the day. I think no. I, I But then I don't know. They didn't really explain how they kind of know because I feel like they knew each other, you know, before yeah. they, they were talking. But there was no history given, really. And so now I'm, I'm trying to go back. I think in the books, if I remember correctly, they're just kind of like roomed together. Yeah. Okay. Like I they're think... just kind of assigned the same room and that's how they get to know each other. But I don't remember if that's what it is or not. Mm. I think Tilly was married to some other priest or something that Anna knew. And then yeah. somehow they got acquainted. Through, I don't know. It's been a long time since I read that book. I like would have to go back because I remember or in my head, I think I remember them being or Anna being kind of more turned off by Tilly at first, too. Yeah. Yeah. Or put that's, off that's, by her. Yeah. Yeah. That's so the true. way they like became kind of fast friends in the show. I was like, whoa, okay. I mean, okay. I'm not but again, like, but again, they're also cruising through the, yeah. the story. So there's a lot they're skipping. And, you know, I don't exactly. need, I don't think we need to know that whole backstory. Yeah. It's, it's not necessary, yeah. you know, for, for the, the bigger just, picture. Yeah. yeah. This is like the, what's just this? Fun. this is like Star Trek five when the crew of the enterprise went and met God. Is that like this episode? This kind of reminds me like that. You know, we're, we're going to go out behind the curtain to see God. Oh, bad things may happen. But, hey, let's just go for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who else Who else is on the ship? Um, Melba, obviously. We had her whole backstory. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so we can see why she hated her sister. Um, yeah. yeah. She's a different yeah. type of party girl. She's a girl that throws parties. Yeah, yeah, and she's she's the more strategic one. That's okay being in the family. That had, she's okay uh, doing the things rich evil people do. Yeah, but but her daddy her doesn't like said, her. Yeah, yeah, just I'm being consistent with the books too, I guess. But I'm still so confused by why she's fighting so hard <laughs> for him because. Like, Julie got it right. Oh, I know. I know. But I mean, there is there is a you know, I think about if if my mom went to jail, I like my mom a lot. And if 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 my mom went to jail, even for the wrong reason, and there was like the person who put her in jail, I'm not going to go out and try and kill them. But like, I feel like I would I would hold resent. Uh, Yeah towards that person but not on the same level that she does it's kind of psychotic and then she also she also seems kind of psychotic like she very purposefully got crazy gland implants so that she can yeah yeah she's kind of she's kind of girl i would actually date so yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, i mean i can't pretend to i mean be in her headspace because none of this is what i would do so i guess i that's a whole different perspective, but also, yeah, a girl that could kill me is my kind of girl. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Not mine. You guys have a different type than me, I guess. Oh man. When Bobby and the guy, the tech guy on the mouse ship just roughed me up a little. I was like, right, dude. 
<laughs> just beat me See, up. I, just, I, just, I got pretty good life insurance, and now I'm just like kind of scared that my wife might kill me at any point. Yeah. But you know, so I guess that that is always there. The risk is always there, but I don't I don't want her to hurt me. <laughs> that's enough about my personal life. No. Uh, I think I think that's a good coverage of episode nine i can't think of anything else other than we're oh. in this new space oh, wait guys new- we need to slow down okay slow, slow down, down. Uh, slow we're down the, we're in the don't go too so fast and- slow down oh. we're in the ring now and there's a maximum speed limit <laughs> uh oh yeah so uh, we end the episode with Holden just jumping off a ship. Yeah. So, which honestly is what I would have done in season one, episode one, if any of this happened to me. So, <laughs> took him long enough. I'm out. I'm out. Peace. <laughs> I'm just going to go for a little space walk by myself. Uh, yeah, don't. I, I need some Oops. alone time. Okay. Oops. Bye. <laughs> Just gonna generally aim towards Earth and just see you later. Okay. Nah. Uh, right. Just die in the stars. That's fine. Uh, we're all right, all so let's or, move on. Episode yeah. ten. Shall anyway, we? yeah. Okay. Uh, episode ten. It's called Deniline Sky. And yes, I'm going to read the little summary, which will take me about forty five seconds. Uh, all right. Okay, again, I think, sorry for the non-Canadians out there. I'm sorry for my accent. Plus, I have a bit of an Irish thing going on with me, too. So, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Okay, uh, the Thomas Prince enters the ring. Anna and the others are fascinated by, the, by it, isolating foreign objects, theorizing it's trying to isolate potential threats. Like some of my old dates. Okay, uh, tension uh, rises between Drummer and Ashford. Anna ignores a Methodist crew member frightened by the ring after he kills himself. Anna encourages everyone to reach out and support each other. Good girl. Her fuel, uh, sorry, her friend Tilly recognizes Melba as Clarissa Mile. Clarissa looks for a way to get to the Rossiante before the Martians do. As Hoden goes towards the Nicholas of the ring, the investigator admits he isn't really Miller. Uh, need a, like a Miller Light or something to drink right now. Uh, it's just a construct in Horton's brain to fulfill the proto-molecule mission of finding out what happened to an old civilization. Yeah, talking about uh, dates and being dated. Uh, in the center, Horton is instructed to touch a circuit, revealing Miller's last thoughts to get Horton to comply. And actually, that's quite touching, that scene. Uh, Touching, get it? Forget it. Uh, believing Holden to be insane, a Martian team includes, including Bobby, follow him. They fire at Holden when he won't stop. The bullets are stopped in midair, and the Martian captain is disassembled and observed by a ring when he throws a grenade. Yeah, that's never a good death. The ring forces every ship to slow down more, interrupting Clarissa's attack on Tilly. Hoden touches a circuit, seeing events from the protocol molecule's point of view. Because everything is about perspective. And planets exploding in a connection to a further away in space. And then Hoden passes out. Yes, that's the summary. Thank you. I'm going to have a sip of my, my drink right now. Cheers. That was, I love how it ends, just like this. And Holden passes out. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for that great bit of information, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> we have to credit. Uh, so, 
uh, what was I going to say? Oh, let's just do it ship by ship again. Perfect. Yeah. Slash. Um, uh, weird proto molecule. Slash uh, nucleus. Orb. To quote Nacho yeah. Libre. Nucleus. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, let's start back again with the, the Rasenate. So we, what happened on, I think it was just a lot more of Alex panicking. Uh, yeah. Him and him and him and Amos, 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 whatever. Um, they they talked about. Yeah, Alex was freaked out about it being the end of humanity, and and Amos was like, "Yeah, it probably is." <laughs> oh, this is a whole speech about uh, if you know you are going to die, the world's going to come to an end. Then go to the top of a building, have a cup of beers, and jump off, oh. and, and yeah. go on your own terms. You know, right? Yeah, yep. that yep. little spiel. Yeah. Thought it was really sweet that he said he would take Alex with him. <laughs> I have too much hope. I, I'm just I'm I'm hopeful to a fault, and so I just could never do that. Like I could, I could be looking at the nuclear blast coming at me and be like, maybe there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I mean, I kicked off into space in season one, so true, true. Uh, I'll so, be in the back trying to find the good scotch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we have them, and that's it for the Rossi. Uh, this know. episode, not a, not a ton happened there. I'm trying to remember, but I don't I don't think I'm forgetting anything. No. Um, so let's move on to the behemoth. Uh, oh, we yeah. had drummer and her leadership being challenged a little bit. <sighs> Ashford, Ashford was kind of sneaky, you know, just kind of being like, "Well, why would you let our chief engineer leave?" And, uh, you know, she could have built some drones uh, or whatever, not drones. Uh, uh, what's the word they use? Um, oh, uh, uh, probes. Probes, yes. Um, and, you know, and, and she just kind of fires back with, well, we have some ones that were going to be used or used for um, uh, not gardening, but ones that are kind of built for uh uh, purposes yeah totally was well, a geo, ge- geothermal planetary research or something like that or yeah uh, like gardens right yeah. Uh, yeah. same thing um but she some uh, dirt stuff dirt stuff dirt plant things yeah. and you it's know, all a bit with, it's all a bit muddy but go ahead yeah <laughs> uh but she she ends with a captain must know her you know their ship like ashford you can go shut the f up uh she already thought about that, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which I thought was nice. And then you have uh, I want to call him Alejandro. What's his name again? The punk kid. <laughs> Diego. Oh, <I> <laughs> <laughs> Diego. <laughs> no, his he, name he, is Alejandro now. Alejandro. Uh, and he he's going up to Ashford like you should be the captain of the ship. And Ashford's like, shut the f up. Like you know, he's kind of it's one of those things where he's like, you should be quiet. And then very clearly explains to him. When I tell you to be quiet, you need to be quiet. Yeah. Brings so, this whole history into it. Yeah, and he kind of... Ashford has a sad history. Yeah. Well, I was kind of getting into it, too, and then later you hear Drummer kind of predict that he would do that mm-hmm. to play it back into his hand against her later. And I was like, man, this is why I need Drummer to be my captain. Because... smart. I would have just fallen for this stuff. That's why I just kick off into space. 
Um, so yeah, I love their interactions, uh, and and I can't remember anything else happening on Behemoth other than kind of that power struggle or the beginnings uh, of what could be a power yeah. struggle. I mean, like um, till the very end. Yeah, I can't wait to drum or snares Ashford. Little. Yeah, it's Sorry. it's gonna it's gonna be good. Not to spoil anything because we don't know, know what the future holds. I know. I'm so excited for next week. Though, though, in the books, drummer doesn't even exist. So, uh, yeah. So we we really don't know what she's gonna do. Um, We just have ideas. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So let's go to um, Naomi's ship, which I am going to name. uh, I got nothing. I got my clever. It was a skiff. It was. It was just referred to as a skiff. Just a. It's just a skiff. But I. I feel like Joe was it. Yeah, is there? I saw it, and when I was rewatching episode nine just now, I don't remember what it is at all. Joe, come up with something funny. Yeah, uh, Skiffy. I don't know. <laughs> skip. Right. Uh, skip. Skiffy. Skiffy. Skip. Skiffy. Skip. Sure. We'll just uh, Skiffy. Uh, uh, Skiffy. Skiffy. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sure, you can't come with a pun when I ask you for one. God, it's a lot of pressure, okay? It's space. Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, uh, okay, so she's on the skiff, skiffy, uh, and she gets hailed by the Martians. And basically, she I love it when she just goes, she's saying back to you, asshole, and she just kind of does the chest thing. <laughs> it's so yeah. good. Uh, oh, I love that part. So, you know, so that whole interaction is stop, and she's like, no. I was kind of curious about that, too, though, how they hailed her, because in episode nine, they mentioned that comms couldn't make it through the interference at comms all. Comms don't make it outside the ring, but they uh, were inside. Okay, and the Ross, yeah. Rossi's just broken down. So she's trying to hail them. Gotcha. That doesn't work. And okay. so ours can get a hold of That's why they can also talk to Holden in this episode. Right. Um, gotcha. And so, okay. So, that, so we have that. So we have Skiffy. It's on its way to the Rossi. Martians say, stop. She says, no. And that's all we see of Naomi this episode. Um, yeah. She's in transit. So yeah. she's in transit. Um, we have. Oh wait, the Behemoth. Let's no, 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 no. I'm not thinking of the Behemoth. It's not the Behemoth. Thomas Prince. Let's go to the Thomas Prince because I was going to talk about Melba. Uh, Melba. She yeah. is trying. She very clearly is going to try and get to the Rossi and make it explode. That's Rude. what she wants to do. She's a party girl. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, go big or go home. Yeah. Pop off in there. Yeah. Yeah. So she's she uh, you know is asking asking Siri. We'll call it Siri uh, or Alexa, whatever, whoever they subscribe to. Uh, <laughs> you know what? What'll have? How big will the reactor explosion be if it overloads on the Rossi or whatever? Oh yeah. Uh, that, there's that whole bit, and all I saw was a red dot. I couldn't quite get what that information was, but I was like, "Ooh, look at that red it's dot!" Like no survival zone or like zero I, yeah, survival. Think, yeah. So at least the ship. It'll hurt science the ship words, yeah. Science words, yes. Uh, and so she's she tries to get access to a mech, and yeah. the guy's like, "Sorry." I'm um, sorry. You, you said a mech. 
she wants to get a Mac. Um, <laughs> yeah. And because she prefers Siri over Alexa. Yeah. Oh, right, like, right. Yeah. So that's why. Sorry. Uh, well, if you like guys, me, have my uh, my hand terminal and accidentally hit the Bixby button every 14 <laughs> seconds. Like, I will shove all my loyalty in a toilet. I don't care. I'm so sick of that. <laughs> Give me whatever. Uh, that's great. Doesn't do that. I feel you, Melba. Oh, man. So she gets, the guy just says no. And she's like, dumb. <laughs> uh, and she just, hangs, she just hangs up on him. And I think the next scene we see with her is being recognized as Clarissa. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Tilly's like, what? And, uh, and she's like, no, <laughs> again. Yeah, yeah. Just a super awkward, like, oh, no, it's all. Just, just keeps walking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and so um, then to let's, let's just to get through Melba's arc for the show, she uh, is ultimately confronted by Tilly. And we see the, her. Um, they kind of have a short interaction and she does her little gland popping thing and it's like, oh, snap, Tilly gonna die. Uh, but then, but then, uh, Martian man throws a grenade. The the nucleus says not cool, slams the brakes on everybody. And so I think, uh, Tilly's probably going to get hurt, uh, because Melba is just going to smack into her, but I think ultimately Melba is just going to pass out because she's not going to be able to do anything to Tilly before yeah. hyperdrug knocks her out. Yeah, before she goes into her hangover. Ketosis or whatever. Yeah. Um, she, uh, or I was waiting the whole episode because I couldn't remember what kind of kicked the brakes again in the slow zone. Oh yeah, I was just yeah. waiting for it because I was like, I can't remember what actually does it. So I'm waiting for someone to do something that just like slams all the ships again and everyone into the walls and whatnot. And then yep. it happened right at the end. And I was like, oh, yep. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah, was, and it like it it kind the of, end of the episode didn't make it look as bad. As yeah. I think it, it really is. So I think we're yeah. going to see, I think episode 11 is going to be a whole lot of uh, yeah. dead people. I think you like get to see on the preview. Yeah. A little I haven't bit watched of the preview. Oh, I haven't oh, watched the preview. There was like a little sneak peek when you watch it live or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I never watch it live. So. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. But there is YouTube. I guess I could just do that. Oh, yeah. It's probably on there. So the moral of the story is never throw a grenade on an alien like thing. Yeah, that's always bad. When you're on a freaking alien nucleus, just keep the weapons to like just you know minimal, dude. Just just let Holden do his weird thing. Yeah, or or like or like challenge Holden to like to a thumb wrestling match or do something like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, bro, don't move. I'm gonna walk over there. We're gonna thumb wrestle. It's uh, like one guy. Why do you need a grenade, buddy? It's a little OP. Yeah, the Martians. I wanted to, I wanted to see what the what the nucleus was gonna do before, because it was yeah. like it looked like a shark fin or something like like coming for someone, yeah. and then and then the guy just singled himself out as a main threat. Yeah, yeah, just aggro. And, and the nucleus, like, hey, me. Yeah. 
Great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the nucleus was like, okay, all these people are stupid. I'm going to stop them all. Yeah. Um, and so let's see. Let's go back to the Thomas Prince. Let's talk about Anna. Yeah. I was going to say, I, uh, when I was waiting for something to happen to kick the brakes again, I uh, could not for the life of me remember what it was. And when you were watching the lieutenant that kept approaching Anna, you see him alone in the room. I was like, is it about to happen? Is something going to happen? And then he just takes out the gun. It was like, nope, nope, nope. This is something else. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is devastating. Yeah. it's. I the- was trying to figure out what he was going to do. And then I was like, okay, so he's just oh, very, oh. he's just, he's just very scared and sad. He didn't know that his, his being afraid was actually him just being sharp and powerful. But Anna yeah. needed to tell him that. Yeah. Oh, God. Need to or drummer should do motivational tapes. She should be a she should be a priest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd follow that. <laughs> I'd worship uh, whatever she said. Cool. Yeah, sounds great. Uh, and so that part was just sad. And one thing yeah. I loved about this episode is everything that happened. All the characters. It just felt. Very, nothing felt forced or awkward. It felt like these are real people dealing with the real situation. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, so I just really loved it because there's nothing in it that made me like, that took me out of the episode. Like, oh, that wouldn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I like the fact that, you know, the captain and the crew, the disciplinary, uh, the discipline of the crew is like, okay, nothing bad happens. Yes, this is an extraordinary situation into the great unknown. Uh, but uh, this Methodist crew member, yeah, he, uh, there was a accident with him cleaning the gun. Yeah, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, you know, it's tragic. It's sad, yeah. but there's no need to panic right now. Yeah. He was- yeah. He was he was he was breathing heavily on the on the tip of the gun because he was going to wipe it down with the washcloth. He was just gonna, ah, wipe yeah. it down, yeah. but then he accidentally blew his brains up. Straight and one thing that always catches me one thing that always catches me off guard too is when people die currently in in a space with zero g is when they kill themselves and then they're just floating. Yeah, like that. That to me it still takes some getting used to, and that that is just. It's like the situation is sad, but the idea of that is cool, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's kind of surreal. It is. It's, it's super weird. Extremely not in line with what we expect. Yeah. And now that we have, uh, now that we're, we're going to have, what's it called? The Space Force. Oh, God. The United right. States Space no, no, Force. That, that requires an act of Congress, so let's not talk about that. <laughs> okay. We go. I just saw like that headline, and I was like, "Not right now." I just kept scrolling. I was like, "This no, is going to become a reality." I can't. I might, I might be the only person who's like, "This is cool." <laughs> um, oh like whatever. We won't get into politics. Trump. Trump aside, the idea of space force is like Saturday morning cartoon. Awesome, <laughs> especially because it's called space force. <laughs> Yeah. So anyways, what I'm trying to say is people blowing their heads so, off in space and floating could become a reality. Yes, oh, yes definitely. Yes. How exciting. Great. The possibilities. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's move. No, let's talk about Anna more. So uh, she kind of realized that she had lost focus on her purpose yeah. being there. And, yeah. and so she 
uh, I think, feels guilty for this guy killing himself because she realizes he clearly needed help. And all I did was, you know, in passing, basically go, you okay, bro? And he was like, yeah. And she just didn't bother uh, exploring that further. And yeah. so she, I, f- I think, is going to feel guilty about him killing himself. And she gave, like she, she is known for, a good speech, a good short and to-the-point speech at his funeral. Yeah. Um, and I want to point out the stained glass looked freaking cool. Yeah. In that, nice. in that little chapel thing or whatever that was. Like, that was just rad. Like, I just love the design of it. Um, yeah. And so... Uh, yeah, we have Anna. She kind of is realizing she needs to refocus. She tells Tilly to do what she feels like she should do in regards of calling out Clarissa. Slash Melba. Uh, yeah. And. Well, in so far as telling her that she's she knows what to do anyway. <laughs> right. She's yeah. like, well, you you're, probably, right. you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I got to say, I really appreciate about Anna's character in the show is she is somebody who plays a Christian in a show who is like a good Christian. Yeah. Like so often in shows, you just get the asshole Christian. Like, yeah. you know, it's so it's so easy to write a character who's the Christian and a jerk. Yeah. Uh, and she's, and she uses her religious beliefs as part of her thought process, right? She's a thinking good Christian. And she changes yeah, as right. a person, right? She grows as a person. She makes mistakes like not being more active with this Methodist crew member. Uh, she yeah. fails and she learns from it and she gets back on the horse. Yeah. So, yeah. She's, she's, yeah. she's a very relatable yeah. human religious person who makes yeah. mistakes, learns from them, moves on, is encouraging, yeah. and is a very likable character. And I was like, oh, how rare is that? Absolutely. I really and liked so, her. Yeah. Or the really, portrayal of mm-hmm. Her as mm-hmm. a Christian character too, just because it's a uh, not about her just proselytizing or spreading oh, right. yeah. message. It's about action and right. just her. She helps everyone too. Right, exactly. Yeah, she's she's got love for everybody, and she. Yeah. I mean, it's very it's very much about who she is as a person versus what she yeah. believes. And exactly. I think that's what makes that's what makes everybody so likable on the show, is we we see the humanity of everybody. Yeah, and she just you know? shares her viewpoint like through the lens of her beliefs instead of trying to like force that lens on everybody else too. Right. Like, exactly. hey, if True. you like this, yeah. Like, and I mean, and that's that's me. yeah, and that's the that's the typical stereotypical Christian character who's super easy to write is the one who's gonna just you know everything's black and white and if you don't believe this blah 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 yeah and you know so it, i really 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 appreciate the writing it's cool oh yeah yeah you could say she has a method to her uh to her beliefs hey <laughs> Another oh, <thing>. <laughs> I, I, I have loved every single pun so far there's been like 20 and i've loved all of them I've had a very long day, and when I'm tired, I make these puns. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, it's ten o'clock for you now. Yeah, there you go. It's only seven o'clock for me, so yeah. I'm like you. Like it is. I appreciate you, Joe. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ian. <laughs> At least I do this episode. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> Painful. <laughs> Painful. Ooh. Uh, okay, so who else? Who else is on this? On the Prince. Uh, worth noting. Um, nobody really, I don't think. It's Melba, Tilly, and oh, Anna, yeah. really. 
so let's move on to the Martian ship. Oh yeah, Bobby. Uh, yeah, Bobby uh, and team. Bobby and Co. Yep. I mean, and Bobby's not even the leader on that team, but you know. No, stupid grenade boy is. I knew that one of the Marines died yeah. before watching this, and I didn't know who it was. I thought it was going to be the stupid guy who was like, make sure you don't go over the speed limit. Yeah. <laughs> and the captain was like, that's SOP, you dummy. Uh, I thought he was going to be the idiot who threw the grenade, but it was actually the captain. Uh, yeah. And so uh, they're racing towards the nucleus uh, to try and get Holden, and the captain's trying to hail Holden, and Holden's just ignoring him. And he challenges Bobby's dedication. <sighs> Never and, challenge Bobby's dedication. No, and she is somebody who's very reasonable. Like I'm a Martian. Like this is what we're, this is what we're gonna yeah. do. Like uh, I, you know, I I had an experience with Holden, but I've been asked to detain him. Well, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, when you first meet her way back when, she's very much kind of Martian cog, but now she's. I think she's broadened a lot, and I love her. Mm-hmm. I agree. And so she, the captain or her squad leader or whatever, uh, can't get a hold in. She asks if she can try. She does. Holden answers and sounds like a complete psychopath. Yeah. Oh, he's having yeah. a moment. Uh, he's not on. He's, not on. he's, he's having a, a, like, an off moment, sh- surely. Well, we know, we know what's going on. And so for us, it's not weird. He's talking, you know, he, we know he's talking to Miller, but they don't know that. And so he just sounds like someone who's just talking to nobody. Going for yeah. a long spacewalk. Yeah, who, who doesn't do that? Yeah, right. Yeah. So he, he's launched himself at the nucleus and he's talking to nobody. Yeah. And so. I, mean, I think she went into that conversation wanting to believe that he's innocent and everything's fine. He's not crazy. And even she, after that, was like, that doesn't sound like a, mm-hmm. a stable yeah. person. But at least uh, Hoden's not like, I don't know, humming disco. You know, yeah, he's babbling, but uh, things could be worse. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, not a lot worse, but I guess. But, uh, but I mean, it could be, could be worse. <laughs> could be. <laughs> um, okay, so he, so that's that's the interaction of the Martians on their, uh, their we'll call it a skiff too, whatever. Um, and so... Holden is talking to Miller on the way down to the ship. Uh, I'm trying, to, or the nucleus, I'm trying to remember their conversation on the way down. Um, I don't remember. Was it, um, what's down? I mostly the- remember how funny it was, just Miller standing there. I know, I do love that he's just, just standing there. Yeah, which, I mean, makes sense because yeah. he's completely constructed within Holden's head so right and I think that's done really well like that there's so many ways that that could just look stupid yeah but it but it didn't look stupid at all it, like it just looked like it made sense like you have yeah. Holden flying in zero G or zero G like obviously going fast and I think they did a good job of portraying the fact here's so here they do a really good job of portraying the fact that he's going fast but at the same time doesn't look like he's going fast at all or even moving like, yeah you know that he's screaming and if he didn't hit the brakes, he would have splatted into that thing and the nucleus and just died immediately. But at the same time, because it's space, it doesn't yeah. really look like he's going that fast. I'm going to sneeze. Hang on, Chris, edit this. Oh, I stopped myself from sneezing. Oh, I was going to say that was a weird one. 
I'm a very silent sneezer. Uh, but be ready for that to go at any time. I, I sneeze very loudly. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Hoden needs to slow down before he crashes into the Nicholas, right? Slow yes. down. That's the central theme slow of this. Down. Slow down. Slow and down. It, and it works, too, from a philosophical level, right? Slow down and think about things. Just don't act. Right? It, yeah. you know, it, it, and it, it's, it works. It's chill, dude. Just, Just chill. Don't do anything, <laughs> man. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of this would have been solved if Holden had just chilled in book one and just <laughs> not done anything. But no, then we I'm wouldn't have kidding. an interesting we story. <laughs> yeah, we also would have probably had... Um, well, he's them he's, getting he's, away with their whole scheme. On that's right. On the talk, the talk on the way down. The talk on the way down was about free will. Yeah. No, that was the talk once there in the tunnel. Dang it. Whatever. Okay. So Holden Holden gets close. Uh, he slows down. The nucleus opens up with a little bit of tunnel. With a little tunnel right where he uh, is coming a down. Holden sized tunnel. A Holden sized tunnel. And Miller's like get on in you know after he kind of freezes at the top like do i really want to go in there like what's going to happen to me uh you know and miller's like just go uh and so they <laughs> they continue the weirdest part hold him exactly yeah like like oh come on like you can just you can go you just jumped off a spaceship like yeah so so they he he goes into the nucleus and then we have this conversation about uh, how Miller is appearing to Holden and how he, Holden's a monkey and Miller is a Mozart or um, is, is Mozart and that he, you know, Holden can't even comprehend how Miller is even appearing to him. Um, and there's the whole question of free will. Yeah. And, uh, which I thought was very, it was, it was questioned later. Because, oh no, 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 maybe that was, a, maybe they were talking about that because he was, when did he speed up? He sped up again and Miller was like, slow down. And he was like, I'm just exercising my free will. Was that in the ship? Yeah. Okay. Or, so, no, it was. Yeah, it was. I can't remember what that was. And, and then he yeah. then he says something about uh, uh, an arsehole remark. Yeah, that's not swearing. I said arse. So uh, yeah, good, yeah. Good this yeah. is America. That's not swearing. Yeah. <laughs> North America. That's all of us. Lovely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it just. Uh, it's it's just neat that so you have Hoden and Miller and now Hoden is walking among the gods so to speak because the technology is so advanced. Yeah, it's a very apt analogy that Miller gave. He's basically a monkey. Exactly. <laughs> it's very right. primitive. It's, it's walking just terrifying among. when you when you realize how advanced this thing he's going into is. Like, it's just freaky. Yeah, and how little we known up until this point about I, I, what what it, the protomolecule is and its creators are capable of. Yeah, and I think that's something again that's super relatable to real life. Like, yeah, like who freaking knows what's out there? Like I remember in the news uh, a while ago, it ended up being nothing, but there was uh, in the news there was something they called like a mega structure. That yeah. they detected. Do you remember this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it ended up being nothing. But like, but yeah. when it first came out, it was like, oh, like 
it's a scary thought, you know? And so it's the same kind of thing uh, with this. Like, it's it's awe-inspiring. Yeah. Like, you're, you're in something that you have no idea what it's capable of, no idea how it works, and yeah. is so clearly in control of the situation. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, just freaky. And it doesn't um, have so a bar. That's the thing. It doesn't have a bar there. There's no bar. Frankly, that's offensive. Absolutely. Like, come on. I don't care how advanced your society is. You drink. Yeah, I mean, who's really the more advanced one here? The one with the bar or the one without? I'm going to go back to Behemoth. (laughs) (laughs) I assume they have a bar. So we have Holden who lands. He lands in the main uh, area. We don't know if it's the very center. We don't know where it is inside of the nucleus. Um, but he lands and Miller's like, you could take your helmet off if you wanted to. And you can see that there's O2 levels. Yeah. Uh, you can, you can see that he could, but then, you know, Holden plays it safe and doesn't take his helmet off. And, uh, we have this, this pillar show up that kind of just stops and Holden is asked to complete the circuit. And, uh, my mind was like, how the, how is he going to do that? Like, does he have to like touch the bottom and the top or yeah. like what? And I guess he just, you just assume you stick your hand in there and I get, I'm glad that worked, I guess. But uh, we have this whole moment where he questions Miller. Like, are you just a proto molecule making me do this or are you actually Miller? Uh, and then he goes in this whole thing about asking how Miller died and you could see like, Miller just start to fade like you know whether yeah. that's just him being like not wanting to relive anything um, but then we have Miller show up again and he gives his his story about the the angel meeting him halfway yeah. and uh, you could see that there is uh, still some Miller in there for sure oh yeah and, and you know Holden saying it's good to see you again buddy like <laughs> tear yeah uh, and uh and then you have the Martians show up and ruin everything. Yeah. Love you, Bobby, but they were having such a sweet moment. I know. I know. So they, they show up and they're like, come with me. And Holden's like, you don't even know what you're doing. I know. <laughs> Trust me. I'm not crazy. Trust me. I was talking to a man who's real, but not real. And I have it's no protomolecule, but... It's not. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've watched it and I still just mind bending trying to decide if he's the proto molecule or if it's just kind of everything through Holden's perspective. But then also it was in the last episode. I know. But uh, I liked when he said, I want to know everything, you know, to Miller or Miller in quotes. Yeah. And uh and he just starts going off on jargon. Oh I know. Like, I forgot oh, yeah, that part so. was so great. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that part. Makes it very clear it's like a different distinct entity. Mm-hmm. But then Which, it's all in Holden's of- head. He'll still eh. I know. And that reminds me of, of when, when Holden was on his way down to the nucleus and Miller brings up, you know, he asks Miller a question. Miller has that moment of like, sometimes things enter my mind that I can't comprehend. 
Yeah. You know, he's like, sometimes I think of things and I, I don't understand them, which is interesting given the fact that he is a proto molecule, but there's still weird yeah. things about it that he doesn't get. Yeah. Uh, it's so, quite, it's, is- it's quite the trip. Uh, <sighs> sorry, uh, I feel like there's some distance between you guys and me. Okay. <laughs> oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. No, Did I mention good. I'm tired? I forgive you. I forgive you. Um, so we have where did, where were we? So yes, the Martians are there, and they're like, "Come with me if you want to live," and. Miller's like, nope, or not Miller, but Holden's like, nope, and steps forward. So they try to shoot him. Doesn't work because the proto molecule stops the bullets. Yep. And uh, so, the, and then it gets upset, and the weird thing comes out of the floor. And you don't know what it's going to do, but the Martian was like, bullets didn't work. I bet this grenade will. And uh, he, he just yells, grenade. And it's the last, it's his final words. <laughs> final word was grenade. And uh, at least I think that's what he said. Uh, But then he's whipped up into the air and all the ships are suddenly get the brake slammed. Uh, Melba doesn't kill Tilly. And a lot of people get really, really hurt because they just stopped moving. And then the guy gets completely disassembled and absorbed. Yeah. No one gets any breaks in this episode. (laughs) Oh, God. And that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thanks for listening this round week. Round and round. Uh, that was our <laughs> final episode. And then and then Holden passes out. Or canceled. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's that. It, we actually are uh, uh, pretty much at the end. Uh, yeah. Holden. Oh no 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 no. Holden has a vision. Holy crap! Yeah, let's talk about the vision. Oh yeah. Um, so he 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 completes okay. the circuit after the the distraction of the guy being disassembled. And uh, gets this crazy vision. We get uh, people. It's it seemed to be a, a, a short theme of naked Holden uh, on Twitter after that episode, where everyone was like, "Oh ho ho!" And I admit the guy's got like he's got the body of like you know, it's nice. It's nice oh, to look yeah. at. I'm a dude, and it's nice to look at. Um, it also took them impressively long into season three because season one and two was just episode one before they're like, "Check it out." <laughs> oh, I know. Just episode one. What? <laughs> yeah. Episode one, we're going to show them what sex in space could be like. And that's going to be it. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, we get to see him in all of his his marbled uh, glory. Yeah. He, and. He was what? A, he was a bit of a holdout. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. Uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I'm no phony, okay? Uh, so he, he has... No, dude, I you are on a, a level of cleverness that I can't even attain. Like, I'm a monkey, you are Mozart in the no, world no, of fun. No, no. I, I cannot... I just can't do it. If I could only monet- if I can only monetize the skill, uh, this ability that I have, I'd be great. But no, I can't. If only, <laughs> if only. Um, and uh, so he's got this vision. We see. Um, I think this vision is a lot more clear to people who have read the books than it is to people that don't. Like we, like we know what he's seeing, and it's. I think it's still a lot more of a mystery for people who haven't read the books. So I don't want to go into 
too much detail about what he saw, but um, we know that we saw several rings. Uh, it looks like he, where they are, is kind of a center point. Um, and we saw lots of stuff exploding in those rings, which I, it can't be good. Closing. And then we and then we saw the nucleus, yeah, and the rings closing and disappearing. And then we saw the nucleus fire into a sun, and I'm assuming make it cold because it turned yeah. blue. And uh, and then Miller or Holden snaps back into reality, and it's what just happened. Uh, so I'm assuming we're going to get more answers in episode 11. Is oh, yeah. to you know maybe talking to Miller a little bit more about what the heck he just saw, um, and yeah, I'm excited. I think episode eleven, you know, is like every episode thus far is going to be dope. Oh yeah, I can't wait to hear Miller explain it too, or try to, yeah. because I mean, you think of this investigator Miller as a as kind of the voice of the protomolecule but he is an investigator he's not the voice for it he's just kind of sent out to find answers oh, and so right. he, I think he's very well he's definitely also lost he's come, got some more background but come on Laura isn't that a bit of a cop out <laughs> and that's the end no of the show on, well no cops anywhere in Rain Space. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Um, and so uh, I think I think Miller's uh, Miller's job seems to be uh, because he is the he is within the proto molecule, I guess you could say, as opposed to the proto molecule. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have all the answers, and he's trying to guide Holden as yeah. much as he can to get Holden to do things he can't do himself to unlock the secret of yeah. this nucleus, so that they can fully understand. Uh, learn from its history, and hopefully prepare for what's to come, whatever that may be. Uh, yeah, it's a good thing I'm not, or he's not in my head, because I just think about it, and kind of shuts down. Oof, it's hard to... I need to go to sleep. I've, yeah, I mean, this is too been much. making fun of Holden for passing out, but that's what I... <laughs> can't blame I, I him. I would pass out. I mean, yeah. so suddenly, See, like, suddenly you realize... Oh, there's, there's, you know, I think you can, it's very heavily implied that if there are other rings, they are going to other galaxies. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Look at all oh. these other rings, but they're getting shut off. And then this, this, they just killed this star at, you know what? Nap time. Yeah. Go I'm going to go ahead and take one. a nap. The Martians can take a That's okay. Sleep on this. Yeah. That's fine. Um, we'll think about so, it. two very good episodes. Um, I uh, had a very good time discussing it with you two. Absolutely, this is great. Yeah, no, this is this is very very good. And I, you know, I, as, as we're talking, I have like new ideas popping into my brain. So this mm. is very fun. Um, so let's close this out. Uh, this is the Crash Couch. You can follow us on Twitter at Crash Couch. You can do other things. I don't know what do they what do, what, what do we normally do say at the end of this thing? Oh, well, um, well, the network, of course, when nerdsattack.com. Check that out. Busy oh, Crash yeah, Couch network. is part of the network. Yes. Yes. When nerds attack. Yes. What happens when nerds attack? Has that ever been covered? Uh, I think everyone goes to the bar, but maybe just it's me and that's it. I don't know. 
Could be. We yeah. all just play D and D. Yeah. Just roll. <laughs> roll for attack. All right. Where yeah. can we follow you? All right. So is my first name Joel J O E L underscore Welch W E L C H at uh, well actually there's no at because it's Twitter. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Thanks, guys. And I'm also run the <laughs> the Sci-Fi Pubcast, which is a uh, kind of like a science fiction, very casual and formal. Uh, theme topic show that I do with uh, uh, a few other folks, uh, Reynolds, Derek, and Carrie. So, uh, yeah, listen to it if you wish. Uh, we have lots of fun. It's it, very, is, it is a very fun podcast. Yeah, it's very irrelevant. So, mm. or irrelevant. Or irrelevant and relevant. There you go. Cheers. <laughs> Laura. Laura. Ah. Where, can we follow, where can we follow you? Uh, Laura. <laughs> Uh, on Twitter at Laura, uh, it's L A U R A A A H H H H. It's three A's, four H's. Sorry. Um, I mean, right. every yeah, every Wednesday, you can you can find me live tweeting from the Crash Couch Twitter account. So I'll post my I post my uh, shouty opinions slash just uh, your- general shouting. Your handle yeah. reminds me of. You listen to the podcast "Hello from the Magic Tavern." No, not yet. It's very good, but there's a character named Chunt, and you can email him at Chunt with six T's. I think at gmail.com is what it is. I think that's his. I think that's his uh, Twitter handle as well as Chunt with six T's. Um, Precious. So that reminds me of that he's he's a talking uh, shape shifting badger. Uh, it's it's a very funny show and podcast, and you should watch it. I mean. Not watch it, whatever you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah, huge, um, huge following that show right there. Huge following. It really does. It's it's a it's a very popular. Um, I am Ian the Beard on Twitter. Ian the Beard. I tweet about all sorts of stuff. You can also, if you care, audio is what I do mostly. So I'm also Bearded Audio on SoundCloud and YouTube and stuff. And that's that's where you can get into my world if you want. So with that, I think we'll say farewell, good morning, good afternoon, good night, depending on when you're listening to this. We will see you next time. Cheers. Bye.